Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Hi, welcome back to Where the Lotus Grows. Today we'll be talking about pausing in time and living in the present moment. So I think I might have mentioned a while back that I grew up on a farm and I grew up on a sheep farm. So I learned to look into nature for wisdom. You know, the tree grows ring by ring as time goes and it kind of shows itself in circles. The tree doesn't worry about how much time there was in a day or a year. It just happens. Time passes by while you measure it out, while you try to work out the time you have left. Time passes by, but to beat the clock, you should remember to forget the times. So we would like to live in the moment, but what is the moment actually? What's the moment for you, Tanya? Well, I mean, that's the present, right? The saying that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. And that's why they call it the present. You know, know, this is what we have. We're always trying to like control time, but it seems like it's always slipping through our fingers. So the question becomes, how can you be happy with the now, which is the present moment? What do you do to help you stay in the now? Honestly, the the number one thing that I do to make me be here now is to breathe. Mm -hmm. Like it really grounds me, draws me in. I can take a breath, feel it filling me up, and then I can exhale and feel myself emptying and just be 100% present. Additionally, the practice that I have to kind of keep me present is noticing or observing in myself, okay, Am I ruminating in the past? So where where am I? Like, so if I'm not in the present, like, where am I? Uh, so when I notice, I'll be like, oh, well, you're you're in what you should have said. You're in shoulda, coulda, woulda. Or the other place that I find myself a lot, especially right now, because I have so many irons in the fire and I've got a baby coming. And so I'm very much in that to-do list mode of the future. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have to remember, okay, yes, it's important to go through those lists and you have to get stuff done. But where am I living in that list? And so how can I draw myself back? My favorite time to do that is when I'm with my family. So I don't notice it as much when I'm running errands or you know, whatever. But if I'm sitting there on the couch and my son is there, my husband's there, my dad, you know, for out in the yard, just taking that moment, breathe. Where am I right now? I'm right here, right here with the people that I like spending time with. Yeah. I always say my breath is 10 seconds to bring me back to center. Oh, I like that. You know, so often we measure time in circles with our clocks and our watches. Sure. But that doesn't mean that we understand what it is. 
So I find that time is elusive, it's mysterious, an hour can seem like an infinite desert stretching ahead, or it can run through our fingers like sand. And time turns into syrup when we're bored, we're sick, we're frightened. Mm -hmm. And then time flies when we get a new impression, when we're doing something totally absorbed and we're having fun. And the busier we are, the faster time seems to disappear, yet we want to hold on to time and savor it. That's really pretty. As you were saying that, I was like, uh, or a podcast when you're recording it. Yeah. <laughs> so there are times where we get in the flow and we're, we're rolling with stuff and we're talking and I'm like, oh my goodness, 20 minutes has already gone by. We're already, you know, ready to start wrapping things up. We're going to keep it at a half an hour to 40 minutes. And other times I'm like, uh, we've still got a lot more that we've got to cover here. And it's only been five minutes. We're only five minutes in. <laughs> so there are times where it's like slow, like molasses and yeah. times where it goes really fast. No, you're absolutely right. When you're in the flow of something, I had a client last night that was like, um, how fast an hour goes. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't believe it. And I'm like, oh, you and me both. Like, it's just one of those things that when you're in the zone and it's fast. How many times in teaching like a group classes, you know, we have that sense like innately built in us how long an hour, an hour and 15 minutes is depending on the class. And we don't even have to look at the clock. We just know. Mm -hmm. And then other times, you know. You're at the DMV <laughs> waiting. <laughs> I was thinking forever. for me, you know, it's the cardio isn't my most favorite modality uh, of movement. Sure. And I'm at the gym and I'm like, oh, how much longer do I have to be here on this boring treadmill? But yet I can be in a yoga class or in Pilates or in a massage and can be comfortable and, you know, it flies by. Yeah. Yeah. Five minutes of Shavasana on your mat is very different than five minutes on a treadmill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. running and I don't know about you because I know you do talk therapy but there are some times where I'm like it's only been three minutes and I got to talk to this lady for an hour you know oh, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite usually she's like and that's time yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh it's just getting started you know and then there are some days where I'm like oh wow that wasn't as bad you know it, it's done um, sure. <laughs> so what are the ways that you can experience the here and now like give us some tips Kim I think opening our senses, we forget about our senses. You know, what do you feel? What do you smell? What do you hear? What do you see? What do you taste? Mm -hmm. And being with that in the moment and checking in, you know, is the mouth dry? Is it wet? You know, Mm -hmm. does it have a sweet taste? Are you tasting something sour? Mm -hmm. What are you seeing? Is your jaw clenched? Yeah. What noises do you hear? Mm-hmm. Can you feel the sensation? Can you even hear noises or are sure. you only hearing the noise of your inner voice? Sure. No, absolutely. That mindfulness of being present, again, it was it was just this week that I was teaching a group class. I was like, this might be the only hour all week where you're just here now mm-hmm. in this moment without being in the past and going over what things that have already happened or in the future and all the things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. This might be the only moment where you're consciously aware of being present. And there is something to be said also about someone kind of guiding you through that. Mm-hmm. So for us, I think as practitioners, we can guide ourselves through 
What am I hearing? What am I seeing? What am I tasting? What am I feeling? But I think for many people, it's getting on the map, maybe even taking away one of those senses by closing their eyes or using an eye pillow that gives them permission to get in and be a little more present. And then you're guiding them as they're a therapist or teacher, instructor. You're guiding them to be present and then further through movement, guiding them to be present in the moment. Yeah, as you're saying that, I recall, you know, I have a dog that goes to work with me, Big T, and so we walk the river every day. And, you know, sometimes that beautiful experience can just become habitual, Mm -hmm. but I'll tune into my senses to make it more mindful for me rather than just a task that I have to do so that he can use the restroom and such. So I'll, I'll start to take in that green space, you know, smell the smell of the water. Mm-hmm. What do I feel under my feet? Sometimes, you know, if it's warm out, just slipping my shoes off and walking on the warm cement. Yeah, just asking you yourself, that. what do you notice? Yeah, yeah. And it could be any of those yeah, senses. Like what's happening now? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, too, we all go to massage therapists and sometimes we become friends with them and we start to chit chat and then we're not really present with what's happening Mm -hmm. in our body. And so sometimes I'll take my poon wrap and I'll remove the eye and the hearing, uh, the sight and hearing and get my massage that way. And it allows me to work deeper into that. No, absolutely. I have a great relationship with my massage therapist, but sometimes I go in and I very much am not shy at all about being like, today I just need to decompress. I'm going to be really quiet today. You know, and I mean, it gives her the cue because she can be chatty. She goes either way. Mm-hmm. She can be chatty if you're chatty. And sometimes it's nice to you have somebody that knows you, knows your body, you know, maybe can ask you about why something's tight or uh, whatever. But I think that that with body workers, I think that that's probably something that can turn people off if your therapist or the session seems too chatty Mm -hmm. and vice versa, it might be like, Oh, well, this person didn't even speak to me. This was weird. I was silent (laughs) the whole time, but I think it does take a little bit of personal agency to say, you Mm -hmm. know, today's a day that I'm, I'm really just going to work on relaxing and focusing Mm -hmm. and other days like, Oh yeah, that knot back there. That's because I've been, you know, golfing and (laughs) really want to, let me tell you about that. The other thing that I find helpful is focusing your attention. So when you listen to someone, to truly listen. So just as we've been having conversations on the podcasts, you know, really listening to each other Mm -hmm. rather than worried about how we're going to fill the next moment on our podcast. (laughs) No, absolutely. And I think it's really gone both ways. There are times where um, we get so into the conversation and I'm so into listening to what you have to say. That then I'm like, oh, I have notes on this. Maybe I should be looking to to see, you know, where are we going next with this? And other times the thing that I think we're all guilty of this, but I I know I'm guilty of it, is you said something that triggered something I want to say. And so then I'm thinking about what I want to say. And I'm not listening to you finish your part of the story because I can't wait to interject my part. I think, like I said, we're all guilty of it. I know I'm very guilty of that. Being present, taking the time, like you said, to really listen. It is. It's difficult to truly listen without this need of what I'm going to 
say. And, and I think that that also, um, when we're truly listening, it requires us to be comfortable with the pause before we yeah. speak. Yeah. Because that pause, that pause allows us to um, finish what the person's saying and then to identify if we want to speak or maybe we don't have to. Yeah, to digest it. Mm-hmm. The irony, this being a podcast and, and thinking about when I listen to podcasts. It's a one-way conversation. You're only listening. And so you're not able to, I mean, occasionally we all yell at our phone, it's this, this is me, that's wrong or whatever. Or yes, that's amazing. But for the most part, that it really is active listening when a podcast is kind of one way in where you're learning, even if it's conversational. Sure. It's, it's really active listening in that way. The last tip I want to give is to try to regard the now as space instead of time. So the space inside of you in which everything happens, you are the now. I like that from the perspective of holding space as well. Mm -hmm. Holding space for yourself, space for others. Mm -hmm. Is spiritual time our solution to the enigma of time? The enigma of time. Spirituality, depending on how you look at it, or just asking those esoteric questions. I think so. I think that's... Life is always in the now. We're always trying to reach a goal. Always hoping we will get something in the future that we lack now. If I work harder, if I find a better spiritual teacher, then I'll get what I want, whether it's a bigger house, spiritual enlightenment, And all the while time goes by without you experiencing it. So when you talk about your life or you think about it, where is it actually? Did you start pursuing your mind looking for archives that you think you are, that you could build your life story on around them? And that is a life situation which is a past, a future, which is the story that flows from thoughts and ideas. And I think in our society now, we really identify with those things. And there's this importance on the right now, on that building the connection. Sure. Well, and in reality, you this is the only moment that you have. Technicon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that is real is right now. But yeah, there's a lot of pressure put onto. And I wanted to say this too, from when you think of time and when you think of ruminating in the past or the future, oftentimes we're taught assessment techniques. You know, if somebody's kind of stuck in the past, that tends to be a more depressive association. And um, future, especially typically worry, is more of the anxious personality type so finding that peace in the present moment that uh, the being here now mm-hmm. and you you said that so beautifully it was really funny because as you were saying it I was just kind of taking it in and right before you said it I had thought of something that I was going to share and now when you were like did you start pursuing you know your mind is it archiving is it building a story <laughs> and then I'm just so into what you're saying I, whatever it was that I was going to say is completely, <laughs> gone. completely gone but I love that I think that's really beautiful if you're archiving or so goal-driven future-driven that you can't be in the moment mm-hmm. and where you are 
as much as pressure is put on that, I think also we do that to ourselves a lot with, I'll be better or I'll feel happy or these things will happen when, when I get the raise, when I get the promotion, when I lose 10 pounds, when this flight is over, you know, whatever it is, we project that too. And in reality, what's stopping you from being happy now? What's stopping you from doing it now? What's stopping you from in this moment? Mm -hmm. I ask myself often, what do you need right now? What's one thing you can give yourself right now? So if a client's running late, I just picked up this habit all of a sudden where I was like, oh, I can check an email. I can do this, right? Those goal things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "I, I wasn't like that five years ago so how long have I picked this habit up for and now if someone's running late I I ask myself quickly you know what's one thing that I can do for me let's give that to me right now and that helps bring me back and I find that I'm more present with that client as well I like that that also is like you're kind of using a little cognitive reframing with your time instead of thinking about that person wasting your time Mm -hmm. you're like okay I'm gaining this time how can I use it for myself? What can I do with this? And I think that's really nice because when somebody's late or some, <laughs> you're waiting for something, then you're just like, oh, this person's wasting my time. That's yeah. a phrase that's used really often. And instead, you've kind of reframed that. Additionally, I like that you, because the last episode, I think we talked about mantra a little bit. And I, I said, you know, when I start to feel anxious, I like to think what in this moment is lacking. Mm-hmm. And yours is what what do I have in this moment? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, instead of what's missing, what what is here? And I really like that too. I think I might use that myself. So I'd like to leave you with this um, thought to simply be, to stop aiming for enlightenment in the future and feel right now that you are an awareness that perceives things. So grant yourself the time to be happy. Start with an hour a day, play with a child, say yes to an invitation, spend time with a loved one, listen to music, walk in nature, because you've got this. Oh, and you do. (laughs) Beautiful, Kim. I love that. You want to tell people about our resources with this particular episode? Yeah, so on our resource page, you'll find this on our website. There'll be links to an article in the Happiness Magazine Also, um, Eckhart Tolle speaks about stillness and um, time. He's literally be here now. Yeah, he is, right? (laughs) The power of now, isn't he? Mm -hmm. And then there's some other articles as well. Um, Time Warped, Unlocking the Mysteries of Time and Perception by Claudia Hamond. So we'll have a list, whole list there for you to take a look. If you want to read a little bit more, you can look at these um, resources to find more in-depth information. Excellent. Don't forget to find us on social media. We like to know how you are here now. So use this time right here, right now to reach out to us and let us know. Next week, we're going to be talking about empowerment and entitlement. Our future generations are aka kids these days. So come back, check us out next week. We appreciate you listening. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to Where the Lotus Grows. Join us in further conversations. We believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community. You can find us at wherethelotusgrows.com, where the lotus grows on Instagram and Facebook, or Twitter, where the lotus g1, because we were not on top of that one.
Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.